Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 138 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Today, we are talking about permissiveness. Now, if you struggle with the idea of that at some point you could be too permissive with your eating and that that would make the wheels fall off of everything you've worked on in your weight loss so far and throw you off the path and off the wagon or however else you want to think about it, then this episode is for you. We are talking about how to actually turn permissiveness on its head so it starts to work for you in your weight loss and in creating a life that you really love. I think that's so important. Now, if you're just joining me, I'm Siobhan Key. I am a physician. I'm a practicing obesity medicine physician and family physician, and I help physicians lose weight by focusing on the foundational reasons why we eat what we do. And what I really believe is that diets don't work. We all know that. But what it really takes to lose weight and keep it off is to develop a customized comprehensive approach. You can't just focus on what to eat and just try to force yourself to stick to that. It just doesn't work. We've all tried it. It feels horrible and it doesn't last because it totally ignores all of the different influences into why you want to eat different stuff some days, why you end up eating off that plan even when you felt fully committed to it. And I run a program called Stress Eating SOS that helps physicians and healthcare professionals. So there's two different programs that two different groups we run, understand and build this customized comprehensive approach so that losing weight becomes easy. It becomes simple there's no struggle, there's no willpower because we address the foundational causes of the eating. And the side effect, life gets better, which is what I love. You can learn more about this program, about Stress Eating SOS over at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca and just click on the work with me tab. All right, permissiveness, let's talk about it. So this comes up a lot in my coaching. So when we're working in Stress Eating SOS, the place this comes up is when I am coaching people to not be so hard on themselves, especially when people first start working with me and we're coaching around a lot of the self-talk that we do around food, particularly when we've eaten something that may not have been on the plan. So our mind often will create a lot of talk and drama around what we've eaten and beat ourselves up, tell ourselves that this is a sign of failure, that we're never going to be able to do it, all sorts of stuff. And I spend a lot of my time when I'm working with people in coaching to start pulling away that negative self-talk about food choices because it doesn't work. Your brain will think that beating yourself up is the route to keep you on plan and it just doesn't work. When you beat yourself up and you feel defeated and you feel like a failure, 
you are far more likely to eat stuff that's not on your plan. That's just the way our brains work. And yet, when I talk to people about this and we start introducing the concept of being kind to yourself, no matter what you've eaten, as the best way to actually stick to your plan long-term, this fear of permissiveness comes up. So people feel, if I'm nice to myself, I will eat everything. (laughs) It's essentially what people say. So if I start being nice about this food I just ate, then my brain will catch on and start offering me everything else. I get this fear and I understand where it comes from. But I want to tell you that it's not founded. It doesn't actually work that way when you really start to work on this. But I thought this would be a really good place to talk because we've all been there. And I've been there before I lost my weight where I was very permissive with food. I felt that being permissive with food was the way to celebrate, the way to relax, the way to comfort myself that it was the way of being nice to myself. And I want you to think through for yourself, when you're being permissive with food, what is it accomplishing for you? What is it doing for you? Because it's not about the food. You will think it's about the food, that you just really want that food. But if it feels permissive, if it feels like you're often just saying yes to yourself in certain situations, it's probably not about the food because you could have the food anytime. There's no food that's not easily available at any point or that you could make almost at any point. When it feels permissive where you're like, yeah, let's let's do this, there's something else going on. And that's what I want to start talking about is the permissiveness that we fear is built on something else. So at the core, permissiveness should be a good word. It should be a nice feeling state. And we're going to talk about that more, about how to take that back towards the end of this episode. But when it's used in this way, this fear of permissiveness, it's being used in a negative way in that it would unleash something in you. If you were to be permissive, it would unleash something in you and you would lose control around food is essentially the core of this fear. But when we are being permissive, it's coming from something other than just wanting to say yes to food. There's a driver for the permissiveness that you need to look at and figure out. The permissiveness is not from being nice to yourself. That's an error that we make. We think that the permissiveness comes because we've said yes to ourselves or we've said a nice thing to ourselves. It is not from that. What it often is, is from not being nice to yourself. So maybe what that might be is you're beating yourself up about food that you've already eaten. And then your brain goes, well, if I'm really such a failure, I may as well just keep going and eat this too. Or sometimes what people talk to me about is almost a sense of being permissive, saying yes to the food in a way to punish themselves because of what they've already eaten. If these things are here, obviously these are kind of deeper, more painful drivers of eating, but just noticing them and being aware of them, I think is very powerful. And there are absolutely places that we can work where we can make improvement. Another place that permissiveness might be coming from is overworking, just pushing ourselves so hard. And as physicians, we're really good at that. We're really good at keeping going to achieve and get everything done. And yet that can then create this need to have 
relief in some way and your brain can show that with permissiveness. Another thing would be no self-care. So permissiveness might be coming from you're not giving yourself the care you need in any other way. And the way I think about this type of permissiveness is it's almost like your brain waving a a white flag where it's like, all right, I surrender. Like we just need to do something to feel a little bit better for whatever reason. And so because it doesn't have other options in that moment, your brain is thinking very short term because it doesn't have other options. It turns to food to, and just saying yes to the food. And that action of saying yes to the food in the setting where you quote unquote think that you shouldn't be saying yes to the food, that actually gives you a little bit of dopamine. It's like you're doing something that you're getting away with something that you shouldn't be doing. It gives you a little bit of dopamine as well, which also gives you a little bit of pleasure as well as the food that you eat gives you pleasure. So what's the problem with this? Like if our brain is offering being permissive around food as a solution to other stuff that we're not otherwise dealing with, like not giving ourselves self-care, working too much, things like that. What's the problem with that? Well, the problem isn't so much with the permissiveness, with the choice to eat. What the problem is, is the idea that it's something to fear. So when we think that the permissiveness is something to fear, what we end up doing is we get stricter, right? Strict would be the opposite of permissive. So if we're like, I'm fearful of being too permissive with my eating, or I've been too permissive with my eating, then the flip side of that is to get stricter with the eating. But that's not a stricter that feels good. It's like a reactionary getting stricter with your eating that is kind of clamping down because you fear that something, that the exact opposite is going to happen. And so often that getting stricter with your eating might feel restrictive. It might feel like you're being deprived. You may have thoughts of like, other people don't have to do this, all that sort of stuff. And when you notice that, when you're making food choices from a place of not actually feeling good about them, a place of feeling restricted or deprived, they're not going to be sustainable food choices. It just doesn't work that way. Our brains don't like to be deprived long-term. And so it's actually going to push you back into that area of permissive that you've been fearing. And what it'll do is it'll get you into this cycle where you get stricter, you try and hold on, and then your brain's like, I don't like this. I don't like this deprivation that you're creating here. And so I'm just going to say yes to these different foods so I don't have to feel that deprivation anymore. So the permissiveness increases related to that reactionary, getting stricter and more restrictive with your eating. And this is really important. And if you want to learn more about this, check out my podcast. It was just a few weeks ago on Good Food, Bad Food Trap that talks about you can make food choices that some people may view as really restrictive. Like I talk about eating low carb and we've lived that way for quite a few years now. And some people may look at it and go, what, you rarely eat bread? Like that's so restrictive. And me, when I first started eating low carb, looked at it and said, I don't get to eat bread. That's so restrictive. How am I going to live? The difference is how I think about my food choices. It's the feeling that I create when I'm making food choices is what makes it sustainable. And this is a really good example of if the food choices feel restrictive and like you're being deprived, that's not sustainable. You could make the same food choices, and we'll talk about how when we're talking about flipping the permissiveness on its head, 
the same food choices, but create a different feeling about those food choices. And it becomes so much more sustainable. So this is important. It's not the food choices so much. It's how you're thinking and how you actually feel about the food choices that make whether or not they're sustainable. Here's the other problem when we're fearing this permissiveness is that when we're really focused on it, what ends up happening is we see it everywhere. So when we're focused on something, our brains will show us evidence of that thing and it become biased basically in how they pick up the evidence. So if you're thinking, I'm afraid I'm going to be permissive, your brain is going to make different food choices you make during the day as like, oh, maybe that was a bit too permissive and create that feeling of permissiveness in the negative way. It's also probably going to show you evidence from the past of times where you may have been permissive in quotation marks. It will develop this body of evidence for you that then kind of proves its point, but keeps you in this cycle that I'm talking about where you're fearing being permissive. So you kind of tighten down and try to be really strict with yourself, but then you still end up flipping into permissiveness. So it holds you in that cycle and it creates the fear of permissiveness creates more permissiveness. And that's why I wanted to do this episode, why I think it's so important to take this word back in our minds, take this concept back and find a way to make it actually work for you so that when you're being permissive, it feels really good to be permissive and you don't have any fears about what that means for your long-term weight loss journey. So let's talk about turning this on its head. Like I said at the beginning, permissive as a word should feel good. It means saying yes to things. It means saying yes to things you want. And yet when we're talking about permissiveness in weight loss, it has such a negative connotation that it doesn't feel good. What I want you to work on in this episode is think through how can you take this word back, turn it around so it actually starts feeling good and make it work for you. Make it work in your favor for everything that you're trying to create in your weight loss and in your life. And that's really possible. It just means shifting your thinking on it, changing it. Remember how I just said that where we focus, what our thoughts are and what we're focusing on, our brain finds evidence for, it finds ways to create it. Well, we can use that to our advantage. So if we want permissiveness to feel good and to move us towards our goals, if we start focusing there, then our brain will help us create it. And that's really one of the most powerful aspects about doing thought work around weight loss. And really a lot of what we work on in Stress Eating SOS is figuring out what do you really want and how can we just make these small little thought shifts that move you towards what you really want and move you there with ease, move you there without depending on willpower and where you start to get the results where you're like, this is too easy. (laughs) And then that's something else that we coach around, but where it just starts happening, something you may have worked on for your whole life just starts happening. And this is that core skill of taking a way of thinking that's not working for you may actually be creating the opposite results that you're looking for, turning it around and making it work for you and move you in the direction of your goals. So I think it's really important to think through with permissiveness. So that concept of saying yes, is that when we are saying yes to one thing, it automatically means we're saying no to something else. And that's a concept by Sean Covey, that if you say yes to one thing, there are things you're saying no to. So let's talk about that in food first. 
is if you say yes to some random food that comes across your in front of you or through your environment that you weren't planning on eating and you don't normally eat, when you eat the food, you may be saying no to something else. So you might be saying no to your long-term weight loss goals. You might be saying no to feeling good a couple hours later. You might be saying no to feeling good the next day. You might be saying no to feeling like really empowered in your food choices. And just recognizing that because in the moment when your brain wants you to make that decision about the food, it only shows you what saying yes will do. And it tells you if you say no to the food, you're going to create discomfort and it'll just be bad. And yet really getting into the habit of showing yourself what the options are. If you're saying yes to the food, what are you saying no to? And where will the discomfort come from if you say yes to the food? Or if you say no to the food, what's the discomfort then going to be there? What then are you saying So the discomfort from not eating the food, but then also what are you then saying yes to and what does that feel like? So then you're saying yes to your long-term goals if you choose not to eat the food. You're saying yes to feeling empowered about your eating. You're saying yes to feeling good in a couple hours and really laying those out because your brain won't show them to you as a default. It won't display it to you unless you intentionally do that. So that's a food example. What about a work example where saying yes to something means saying no to something else? Well, somebody asks you to work an extra shift or take their call to help them out, or you know, you get a request to attend another meeting, and maybe you had something else planned during that time. Maybe that was going to be when you did your self-care. And this is so common with us as physicians is that we say yes because we feel we need to, but we're saying no to ourselves often. So if you work more, if you take another call shift and you end up working through the evening, you're saying no to being home. You might be saying no to spending time with your family. Maybe you're saying no to having access to the healthy dinner that you had planned. And so you might be saying no to your long-term weight loss plans for that day too. There's so many different aspects to this. And I think just the core of recognizing when you say yes to one thing, there is a trade-off. There's always a trade-off. And it, Look at these trade-offs and make sure that the trade-off is working in your favor as much as possible. So let's back everything up. If we're going to talk about taking this permissiveness to a place where it works for you and it feels really great, then let's back up and actually think, what is it that you really want? Because really, for permissiveness to feel great, we want to be saying yes, to be permissive with the things we really want in our life. So what is it that you really want? And how often have you asked yourself that? So take a pause here and ask yourself, what do I really want? You can pause the podcast if you need to, to think through this. If you come up with something quickly, what I want you to ask yourself next is why do I want that? This is next level, taking it a little bit deeper. So for example, if you said, I want to lose, say, 20 pounds, We don't want to lose 20 pounds because of the scale saying 20 pounds lighter. There's other reasons why we want to lose that 20 pounds. It might be how you think you'll look. It might be how you'll feel in your body. It might be health reasons, but there's other reasons. So why is it that you want that first thing? Now let's take it another layer deeper and ask yourself, why is it that you want that? 
So if we're using our weight loss analogy, you want to lose 20 pounds and you want to do it because you'll feel a lot better. Why is it that you want to feel a lot better? And you know what's interesting is if you follow, you can keep asking yourself this question over and over and just get deeper layers. But really, it would be often when we work through it, you want to do that and you want to feel that because you think you'll feel happier. Because you want to create happiness and contentment in your life and in your body. And so that's really helpful to know when you really dial it down that maybe it's not just about the weight. Maybe it's more about this desire to feel happy and comfortable in your body and in your life at the core of it. And so then we can look at how do you create a life like that? Like if we use this example of what you really want and why you want it is to create a life where you're happy and comfortable in your life and in your body, what would you need to say yes to? To create that, what would be the areas of your life that you could be more permissive in that would help you move towards and create this life that you really, really want? Again, feel free to pause the podcast if you need to, to just take more time. Or what you may want to do is when you finish listening to this, pull out some paper and write down your answers to this. This would be a really good one to actually write down what you're thinking and record it. So what, if you were creating a life that contained that, what would you be saying yes to? And then on the flip side, what things would you naturally be saying no to, to create that life? What things would you start saying no to? And again, I want you to look for the places where it feels the best. So again, if we're using our weight loss example of wanting to lose, say, 20 pounds, and you're wanting to do it so that you feel better. And ultimately, you come up with it's really that you want to just feel happy and comfortable in your life and in your body. Well, then maybe what you start saying yes to is eating food that fuels your body, that feels good in your body. That could be a really powerful thing to say yes to. You might want to say yes to doing other self-care stuff that actually helps you feel happy and helps you live that life that you're wanting. Like maybe you have time to read every day. Maybe you get outside for a walk every day to just enjoy scenery. Maybe there's just times where you just stop everything and you just be. Maybe you spend more time with family. Maybe you spend more time with friends. There's so many different things. Maybe you learn a new skill that you've been thinking about doing for a long time and you say yes to that. But See what things you come up with. What could you say yes to that would move you towards that life that you want? And then, What things would you naturally be saying no to? Well, if you're focused on creating this amazing life where you feel great in your life and in your body, you might be saying no to the food that drags you down. And that might be an easier, if you hear that, the way I'm saying that, it's, if I say, you know, I'm saying no to that food because it really drags me down and it doesn't build this life I want. That's a really different way to think about saying no to food compared to I can't eat that because I have to lose weight. Just hear the difference in how those two statements feel. And this is what I was saying earlier on is it's not so much about the food choice. It's about your reasons behind it and how you think about and talk about it to yourself. So, you know, I say no to food that drags me down. I say no to the food that makes me feel worse off. And I choose the food that really tastes great and I feel energized and physically good with. That's going to make food choices feel way easier than just, I can't eat that 
or I have to eat that. What else might you say no to? Well, maybe you say no to those extra meetings because that's during the time that you're doing the other activity. And you recognize those extra meetings aren't actually moving you towards what you really want, that moving you towards that life that you love, that happiness. And you decide, you know what? I'm not going to that meeting. I'm going to stick with my self-care stuff that actually will move me towards that feeling happy and living the life that I'm comfortable with in a body that I'm comfortable in. There's so many different things. And again, I think this could be a great place to brainstorm, to just sit down with pen and paper and actually write down what things could I say no to easily when I'm really focused on creating this thing that I really want for myself. And think through how can you build in permissiveness for the things that you really want? How can you make it easier for yourself to say yes to the things that move you towards that life that you want? I think this would be a good place to just talk about the guilt of doing things for yourself and the guilt. I think sometimes as particularly women, we are kind of taught that we shouldn't want. And sometimes as physicians where we have a very blessed life in a lot of aspects, um, there's a lot to be grateful for. And so sometimes I know with physicians I coach, there's this feeling of I shouldn't want more for myself. Like I should just be grateful with what I have. And what I want to point out to you is this wanting more for yourself and wanting to move yourself in the direction of a life that you love is not about taking away from other people. It actually, by fulfilling yourself and giving to yourself what you truly want at your core, giving yourself permission to want things for yourself at your core, it creates more of you. It creates more energy. You, you're living a more fulfilled life and therefore there's more of you to go around. You're able to help more people. You're able to engage differently in relationships and things like that. So if you're somebody listening to this and you're like, I'm not, there's this reaction where you feel like you're not allowed to want something else for yourself. I think just pay attention to that. And with compassion as always, think through and, and look at it and decide, is that actually true? Is wanting something for yourself going to take away anything from anybody else? Or could the opposite be true? Like what I was just saying. Now think through, like I said, how can you build the permissiveness for the good stuff into your life? How can you create routine? Make it so there's fewer times where you have to kind of protect those things where it just happens naturally as much as possible. How can you build that in? And then I want you to take a moment and just envision if you followed through on this, if you really asked yourself what you wanted and then you started making decisions in your life, saying yes to the things that were in line with what you really wanted, what would your life look like? What would your day-to-day's experience be if you were saying yes to the things that were moving you towards the life that you really love? So yourself daydream about that a little bit. Visualize it and imagine it. That can be very powerful in helping you start to create change and start to make different decisions. All right, so to summarize, the fear of the permissiveness, being afraid that you somehow could be permissive with your food, it creates what you fear. It creates that feeling of being out of control with your food. And the concept of permissiveness itself is actually kind of a positive concept. It's just we've been taught in diet culture to use it the wrong way. So finding the ways 
that you can start using this concept of permissiveness that feels good at its core. Saying yes feels good. How can you use it to actually move you towards the things you truly want at your heart of hearts? Not that just the surface stuff that you want, though you can use it for that, but food probably would be on that surface part too, right? But how can you use it in a way that it just moves you in the direction of like the deep desires, your deepest values that you hold as an individual? How can permissiveness move you in that way? All right. Thank you so much for listening, guys. If you're enjoying this podcast, remember to hit the subscribe or follow button wherever you're listening so that you get all the new episodes as soon as I release them. And if you could take the time to leave a review or share this with somebody that you think would benefit from this episode, I totally appreciate it. It really does help the podcast get found and get this information out to other people that need help with this. All right. Have a fantastic week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.